Queen Elizabeth II died today in Scotland, as you likely know, at the age of 96. She was the longest serving monarch in British history. She was born in one world and died in another. It's not easy to maintain your dignity while living in the public eye. Most of us could not pull it off for an afternoon. Queen Elizabeth did it for more than 70 years. I want to ask you all, she wrote shortly before her coronation in 1953, whatever your religion may be, to pray for me on that day, to pray that God may give me wisdom and strength to carry out the solemn promises I shall be making and that I may faithfully serve him and you all the days of my life. For the most part, she did just that. And that was not a small achievement given the period she lived in. The week that Elizabeth was coronated, Edmund Hillary, British subject from New Zealand, a beekeeper, became the first man in history to summit Mount Everest. The achievement seemed symbolic at the time, Britain on top of the world. And life certainly was good to Elizabeth. She had to deal with a lot of family issues, but goodness gracious, 70 years. Ironically, yesterday, we would celebrate the day that she surpassed Queen Victoria Mm -hmm. in 2015. And today we're talking about her untimely death in some ways. I mean, we kind of knew. Right. I mean, when you're 97. Yeah. It's, It's just, but... We we thought maybe she was going to pull through this one. I I did I really didn't. I thought when they started making those announcements yesterday, I I, I was um, I told my mark on mm-hmm. the phone. I said I wouldn't be surprised if she wasn't already yeah. gone. Um, and again, she's retired from had kind of retired from View mm-hmm. and uh, wasn't making any appearances right. anymore. I mean, she made it to Balmoral the Jubilee, and, mm-hmm. and, but it was very limited. Um, well, and and after losing. You know, Prince, Prince uh, Philip. Philip yeah. I'm sure that you know things got much harder. I, I, I am amazed, though. Some folks are either really mourning her, or they're being rather nasty. Yeah, we'll have some audio which later. I just don't. Why? I don't, I don't get it. I you just know, don't understand. What, but what anyway, Tucker said in the intro how she was in that public eye for 70 years. Yeah, most of us couldn't last a half a day. Oh, for uh, sure. In that kind of scrutiny, and she did it for 70 years and did it with a lot of grace and. And the uh, the interviews that are they're coming in with different ambassadors that got to work with her, uh, she's quite a quite a lady. Plus, President Reagan was her favorite president. Yes. so how can you not like her? I love so that. Much? Yeah. So they were buddies. Anyway, horses. Their interest together was horses too. Horses. She loved dogs. She loved corgis and labs, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why I, I liked her. I yeah. don't know. Uh, but anyway, we will uh, talk about that a little bit yeah. as we go on today. It's Friday, so it we'll is. have some Friday funnies coming up as well. It is. How about your uh, your thought of the day? Wait, this is like this is like a dog wanting to get out of the gate. Oh. Hello, Friday. I've been for you for a long time. You the morning jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Hello, guys, got a stuttering problem there. Mark, 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 Mark. <laughs> what day is it, Mark? <laughs> It's Friday, Janet. All day long. <laughs> yeah. Here's your thought of the day for this Friday. It takes nothing to join the crowd. It takes everything to stand alone. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Be bold. Stand alone. Yeah. When you need to. Mm-hmm. Join forces when you uh, when you can. Yeah. Here's our Ron Jam trivia for this Friday. 434-248-0704. That is our number. We'd love for you to participate in our Mind Jam trivia. Sometimes referred to as a goon in some parts of the world, this product can last up to six weeks 
and was inspired by the storage habits of shepherds. Hmm. Called a goon. Called a goon. And can... uh, Last six weeks. All right. All right. What do you think we're talking about? Mm-hmm. 434-248-0704. On this day in history, in 1908, Orville Wright makes the first one-hour airplane flight at Fort Myer, Virginia. <laughs> for an hour. I don't know that I'd want to be up in that wreckety trap for an hour. <laughs> Jeez. But well, he did it. Yep, he did. In 1963... Democratic Alabama Governor George Wallace is served a federal injunction to stop orders of state police to bar black students from enrolling in white schools. But wait, how is that possible? He's this, Democrat. I know. I, Aren't I they just, like I just thought Republicans and, did stuff like that. I, well, I know. That's what the that's what the current administration tells us. Right. Huh. Have they taken down his statues? I don't know. Have they ripped his name off of highways and things like that? Probably not. It's a good question. It's probably right there next to the bird highway. Yeah. yeah. All right. Just curious. Mm -hmm. Uh, In 1966, wow, this was a big premiere. This was. And this was. Never been anything like it on TV. This thing flew more than an hour. (laughs) Indeed. It's still flying today. Go where no man has gone before. (laughs) My favorite Saturday Night Live spoof was William Shatner, and he was just, they were trying to talk to him. And these women come in and they start singing this acapella. And it's like, I'm getting a little weirded out it's here. It's so high. <laughs> it is. Why? Oh, it's painful. Yeah, by the time you get to the end, it's like, oh my word. What are you doing? Star Trek premiere. Mm-hmm, in 1966 on this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, let's talk about some number ones on this day in history. Yeah. There's some good ones. I don't know, I don't know 1974. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was the maestro. And about nine months later, there were a lot of babies <laughs> being born after this song. It's like the more you give, the more I want. And baby, baby that's no lie. And he, and he wrote those songs for his wife. Yeah. Now that is, that's sexy. Yeah, that's sexy. Uh, 1984, the number one song in the country was this one. She wanted to know, what does love have to do with it? Barry said everything. <laughs> Tina said, not so much. Who needs a heart when a heart can be wrong? Who got to do with it? A very empowering song, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. You can just see her strutting across the screen. Yeah, with those million-dollar legs. Those big old long legs. Yeah. I think they were a million dollars each. They I were insured anyways. Probably. Yeah. Mm. She probably made, uh, what was it, Mary Hart? Her legs oh, yeah. were insured as well. Yeah, that's right. They, those were the legs of Mary the, Hart had nothing on Tina Turner. Yeah, though. the legs of the 80s and, I guess, 90s. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> uh, if it's your birthday today, happy birthday to you. You share it with some famous people. Hugh Grant. Turning 62. Yes, gentlemen in the pink shirt. Are there any circumstances in which uh, the two of you might be more than just good friends? I hoped there would be, but no, I'm assured there aren't. I was just wondering if uh, Mr. Thacker realized he'd been uh, a daft, begged you to reconsider whether you would, in fact, then reconsider. Oh my gosh, I love that movie yeah. so much. Now it makes me want to watch it. Yeah, Notting Hill. 
And, and I also loved him in music and lyrics where he played. It was kind of loosely based on Wham. Oh, okay. and he was like he oh, was really? like the the lesser known of the two. Uh, oh, really? Duos. Oh, oh my I, gosh! It is a mindless, just hysterical movie that what's he did the name with again? Drew Barrymore. Uh, music and lyrics. Music and lyrics. And it's honey. Write that one down. It's so funny because yeah. he's at Knott's Berry Farm, oh. <laughs> you know, singing alone with a track. <laughs> it's it's really really wow. funny. It's a funny movie. This guy sings too. He's got well, a famous. He's got a famous song, a Jewish a Christmas, or a Jewish, not a Jewish, a Hanukkah song. song, a Hanukkah song, yeah, yeah. Adam Sandler turning fifty-six years old. Cindy, can you leave some for us? <laughs> I thought you were um, trying to lose weight. Lay off me, I'm starving. <laughs> I That's love. <laughs> yeah, that first love. bit was from an SNL skit. Was he in that? He was. He was one of the girls. Oh, in that famous in Chris Farley skit. Okay. Yeah. Like with David Spade. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, model Rachel Hunter having a birthday today. She turns fifty-three years old. Uh, a beautiful model, a very successful young woman from New Zealand meets and marries a global rock star. How, how did that begin? How did that happen? Where did you meet the guy? We met in a nightclub. I was doing um, Time Sports Illustrated fitness tape. Um, and he was imitating me doing that. <laughs> and uh, I went up and said, could you please stop doing that? You're really embarrassing. I just have a feeling if it had been me doing that, <laughs> I'd still be doing Time. <laughs> yeah, talking about Rod Stewart and Herb. They were married for quite 16, a good run. 16 years, Yeah, I think. Yeah. And uh, of course, he's he's remarried in 2007 and mm-hmm. is uh, still married. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, we have singer Michael Bublé having a birthday today, turning 46 years old. My wife and I, during a Michael Bublé concert, he t- had him turn the sound system off, the one in Roanoke that he had to reschedule because he was sick the first time. Right. And he he said, "Turn the sound system off." He sang to us, and. Uh, my wife and I got out because we were like only the second row at the balcony. We got out and danced to it. And then other people got out and danced to it. It was just this neat moment where it, you felt like you were in a club. So and he was, turned the sound system And off? he sang without the sound system and his voice carried very well. Wow. Just one song he did that way. Huh. But uh, he's a special guy. I just love, I love this guy. Very talented. In this crazy life. Everything. Yeah, he's got some got some good ones. He's well, got some nice pipes on him. He does. For sure. Well, this oh, guy doesn't do pipes, but he does guitar strings. John McPhee from the Doobie Brothers turning 72. This song was such a huge hit when I was in high school. Black Water. It's one of their different kind of hits for the Doobie Brothers. 72 years old. All these guys are getting up there, man. Yeah, well, time waits for no one. Uh, Musician, (laughs) producer Dave Stewart from the Eurythmics having a birthday today, turning 70 years old. Sweet dreams are made. 
me a while to get used to her with that short red hair. I just thought she looked angry. <laughs> I always loved her. Yeah. I just think she's great. She she's, was the... Uh, a lot of her songs are on my playlist. Yeah. She kind of looked like Pink. Kind of that. Before Pink, Before yeah. Pink, yeah. I guess so. Okay. Uh, actor Eric Stone Street of Modern Family having a birthday turning 51 years old. The big gay guy on Modern Family. The home improvement project that we've undertaken has been a near-death experience. Make the appetizers. <laughs> if an accident does happen, I hope he kills me because I don't think I would be a very inspiring disabled person. <laughs> True that. That couple was hilarious in that show. Contemporary Christian singer Lauren Daigle having a birthday today, turning 32 years old. Truth is, you know what tomorrow brings. There's not a day ahead you have not seen. So when all things. Big voice coming out of a, a small frame. I'll tell you what, we were talking about her yesterday after the show. She's got some pretty good crossover songs she as does. well. She's well known across the board. And then uh, finally, I don't even know how this happened. Uh, no. After Henry Thomas from E.T. Yeah. 51. How did that happen? I know. 51 years old. Craziness. This is him talking about the, the uh, what do you call it? The read, you know, the, the, the audition oh, okay. for the part. And you hear a voice in the background. It's Steven Spielberg. I think the audition was just sort of a let's make sure that we're not over amping and uh, going crazy over this kid. So they created the scenario and I, I did an improvisation and I started crying. I got very emotional. At the end of the audition, you hear someone say, Okay, kid, you got the job. And that was uh, Spielberg. And that's the only time that I've ever gone into an audition and known that I had it before I left the room. Wow. I mean, kid, how you got he, the job. How does he not get it yeah, after that it was, it was performance? Quite, yeah, he managed to produce those tears, and and it's so funny because when he says, because the video is up there, you can watch the whole whole audition, and he says, "Kid, you got the job." I mean, like not his tears dried up, but his whole facial expression goes like from this upset kid to this. This is so cool, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to our mind jam trivia. Sometimes referred to as a goon in some parts of the world, this product can last up to six weeks and was inspired by the storage of storage habits of shepherds. Sorry. There at the end. So it can be stored up to six weeks and was inspired by the storage habits of shepherds. We're going to be back with the answer for you on this Friday coming up here on the Morning Jam. A little more Michael Buble for y'all out there. Another summer day has come and gone away in Paris and Rome, but I want to go home. I'm coming back home. We are the Morning Jam. It's drifting on by. You know how I feel. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for me. Jam with Janet and Rose and I'm Mark Lamb. Good. Uh, 
so good. You know something about him? He loves Michael Jackson, and he sang a few Michael Jackson deals. Uh-huh. The guy can dance. Really? Oh, he can dance. I just that song. I love that song so much, and I, I still can't wrap my head around the fact that it was written by Anthony Newley. It mm. just it's like I can't reconcile those those two things because right. it's such a soulful, mm-hmm. cool song. So it is Michael Bublé's birthday today. We were talking off the air. Uh, he grew up in Vancouver, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. He was introduced to swing music and old standards by his grandfather, who would give his services for free as a professional plumber to any musician willing to let Michael sing a couple of songs with them on stage. Wow. So grandpa was really pushing him early on. Now, the way he made it was he struggled for like 10 years. He was ready to give it up. He was going to quit, do something else. He was at a corporate event where the former Canadian Prime Minister's right-hand man just loved him. Mm-hmm. Got a CD, took it to the Prime Minister, say, if you don't like the CD, you can use it as a coaster. So good. Yeah. He gets invited to do the Prime Minister's daughter's wedding. Mm-hmm. That's where he met David Foster. And and then it was all up, oh. up, 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 up oh, for yeah. him. I, absolutely. David, and you can't orchestrate that stuff. Yeah, and David Foster... Here's the thing about David Foster. He's the perfect fit for a Michael Bublé type oh, if singer. If he takes you under your wing, yeah. uh, under his wing, then you're set. Yeah. You're you're pretty set. Yeah, that's pretty so, cool. I didn't know those elements. I didn't know that's how he met. That's even that even makes the storybook even more special it's a, it's in my mind. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool story. Yeah. Uh, having some fun with our Mind Jam trivia today. Uh, it's an interesting national day that folks are celebrating today. It is. It is sometimes referred to as a goon in some parts of the world. This product can last up to 6 weeks and was inspired by the storage habits of shepherds. Mm-hmm. We're talking about boxed wine, folks. Boxed wine. Boxed wine. I never would have thought that. Because shepherds kept the kept the wine in right. their flask, in their uh, the, the skinned mm-hmm. flask that mm-hmm. they would carry around. Right. And uh, so in 1965, people were like, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe we could do that. Uh, so that was when the patent was done for the first boxed wine. Right. And then uh, a tap is put into it, right? Uh, the the original design mm-hmm. a little bit later on in the '60s, and then in the '70s it kind of kicks off, and then in the early 2000s that's when it really because it's just it has a much smaller footprint, and, it, and um, it's so convenient. Well, you just sit the box on the end of the counter, and boom. Well, you are you sit it in your fridge, and it yeah. stays cold all the time, and you're and you're there. It used to, box wines were considered like super cheap, not mm-hmm. really good, and they are a lot more affordable, mm-hmm. but now they're putting some really good, good wines. wines inside, yeah. Uh, some of them are consistently in the top of the ratings, like the black, spot wine, black box wines mm-hmm. in particular uh, do really well. Okay. In six weeks, I mean, you can't do that with a, yeah. of course, like a bottle of wine would last six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh. <laughs> And we all laughed and laughed. Uh, lots of things to go over today. Um, yeah, course, obviously, the queen. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big story. Well, and here's the thing. This is what boggles my mind. So we have the loss of, of Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. I still can't. The very idea of, of King Charles makes me want to hurl a little <laughs> and bit. And we were just talking about this yesterday. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, my word. Yeah. Um, some are, are, are mourning the loss of Elizabeth. Some are just being rude. Right, right. Just being right jerks. There. I yep. don't. I don't understand. And some are my own friends. Oh, really? Who have done okay. it? I'm like, what is your problem? 
just rude mm. um with the educational freedom report card is in from the heritage foundation okay we'll see how uh how virginia did okay in that listing i can tell you florida fared very well really mm-hmm. so you mean that evil republican governor allowed things to go well how is that possible because I don't know. because it's the republicans who shut down the schools right that's right that's well, what the administration that's what the biden saying. administration's saying now yeah, yeah. Right. Well, we talked about you know them rewriting history They've got the scribes out. The scribes are out writing like crazy right well, now. Well, speaking of rewriting history, uh, the anniversary of 9-11 is coming yes. up. How are we teaching 9-11 in schools 21 years later? We'll take a look at that uh, do you have coming a, up. Do, did you have a story you shared with me yesterday about the firemen? Not... Oh, uh, 10 years ago, and this came up in my memories 10 years ago, where they wouldn't let the firemen and the uh police ems uh, they did the 10th anniversary right. at ground zero big and, deal and they wouldn't let them be at the event there wasn't so there, enough room there wasn't enough room because of all the other politicians that were and showing I was up like, uh, yeah so they weren't invited and i was like guess what they weren't invited on 9-11 either but they showed up right yeah that was 10 years and i forgot about that until yeah. that popped up in my memories yesterday uh, also race-based rates for housing it's a thing. Race-based rates. Say that three times I fast. I can't. Race-based rates. <laughs> hey, we'll have some Friday funnies. Maybe it's me trying to say that line. <laughs> Maybe. 631 CBS. Pains on the way. That's right. CBS News Brief is first on the morning jam. And currently, we have uh, temperatures in the 60s, 65 in Roanoke and Salem, 65 in Danville. Uh, We have 61 and 62 in Lynchburg and Bedford. And then we have 60 in Appomattox. You know, I was thinking about the temperature, getting up with uh, Gavin Newsom, since he can control things, you know, so readily. Maybe he could just uh, set the thermostat in the world just not to go above 80 and we'd be okay. Hmm. That way there wouldn't be the blackouts and the rollout, brownouts, and everything else. Right. That's right. We also have uh, some parts of our listening area under advisory for fog. Oh, okay. This morning, particularly Roanoke-Salem. Okay. uh, Some parts of Amherst County uh, having some dense fog. So just, you know, be aware that that could slow you down a little bit. Might want to head out the door a little bit earlier than normal. So your ideal temperature is, if if you could set a a ceiling, how hot it is. In, could get. in Janet Land? In Janet Land, yes. Uh, it's always sunny in 72. 72? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah, in Janet Land. I don't mind. Unless, unless Janet wants to swim. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then during well, that time but, period, but in Janet Land, it may go up to 80. <laughs> well, in Janet Land, you can control the temperature of the water. Truth. That is, so it that could is be true. 72. It is a heated yet. pool. <laughs> Half indoor, or an half ocean. Out. Oh, that's right. You don't do oceans. I do not do oceans. <laughs> uh, no, but I do do a, a saltwater water. <laughs> Pool. Yes, so, no doubt. There you go. <laughs> well, a family of the Appomattox County man that was murdered Monday is speaking out in the wake of the death. Uh, Campbell County law enforcement responded to the thousand block of Leesville Road on the morning of September the 5th after a passerby reported an unconscious man. Deputies said they found the man dead behind the wheel upon arrival, reporting a homicide. Uh, that, it's a very sad story. This, uh, this man, uh, according to... Uh, the family and friends, the family of Jason Marcus Sr. said they are thankful for the Campbell County Sheriff's Department, you know, help here. Um, Jason, who lost his life, was a kind, loving soul. He never met a person that he didn't put a smile on her face. Everyone knew him 
well, shared a, a bond with him. He loved his family and knew no stranger. Uh, he would give the shirt off of his back to anyone with no questions asked, said the family. Uh, we're, we're still trying to figure out what's, what's happened uh, here in this uh, tragedy. If there's any uh, information you would have that could help authorities, uh, they would greatly appreciate it. Well, the Lynchburg Police Department is working to hire more police officers. We've talked about that here uh, mm-hmm. on the air uh, quite a bit. Uh, and right now, the department is short 22 officers out mm-hmm. of 176 swarm positions. And uh, they, uh, the Lisa Singleton, the LPD staff lieutenant and investigations and administrative bureau public information officer, uh, said that they have 13 recruits in the police academy right now. She said the vacancies haven't been impacting their operations. She also says since the salary increase that was approved by the city, they have seen quite an uptick in applications. She says they've even had officers stay on who were eligible to retire because of that raise. Overall, that salary adjustment has been a huge benefit for us, especially in recruiting and in retention. Story out of Roanoke. Roanoke uh, school districts are uh, recognizing what's happened in the country when it comes to beefing up security systems and taking all those measures seriously. Anytime a tragedy like Uvalde, Texas happens, everybody wants to uh, make sure that it doesn't happen at their school. They've taken some steps forward in expanding this bully hotline, the system, the school system, expanding the hotline. Now students, parents, or anyone in the community can call and report 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, if And it's anonymous. Uh, you know, you want to make sure. I mean, we've already had some situations, Janet, um, in our listening area where there's been weapons. I mean, in the first few days of school were discovered and uh, some things thwarted. Uh, if you know something or you hear or you see something, Say something to somebody you can trust, and this hotline is definitely one of those, uh, you know, avenues now that you can share what you know. So we have uh, stories coming out of the New River Valley mm-hmm. uh, this morning. Looks like um, Roanoke has made history with the first female fire marshal. Okay. Um, they announced uh, earlier this week that Rebecca Becky Smith has been appointed to the position. According to the department, uh, she has served Roanoke for almost 19 years, started as a firefighter EMT in 2003, then became a certified fire investigator in 2010. She was then promoted to assistant fire marshal in 2019 and then made her way up to deputy fire marshal. She not only worked for Roanoke Fire EMS, but Franklin County Public Safety and the Virginia Fire Officer Academy as well. She graduated from the fire marshal law enforcement school and the Virginia Fire Officers Academy and has a leadership certificate from Hollins University uh, Batten Leadership Institute. Cool. So congratulations to you. Yeah, really. Miss Becky. Cool beans. You go, girl. Cool beans. I know. I like it. Yeah. A lot. So um, we're talking about Mm 9-11 is is coming up this weekend. Uh, 21 years, which is hard to believe it's been 21 years. Um, how are schools teaching 9-11 21 years later? Right. Um, the, today's educators apparently are taking a very distinct approach to the next generation about the, that day. Um, one teacher said it's not current events, but n- nor is it ancient history. The uh, National September 11th Museum and Memorial offers lesson plans for students in grades 3 through 12. 
depending on the age of the students, some programs include studies on the threat of terrorism, how the U.S. responded to the attacks, and the debate over national security versus civil liberties. Mm. And that is a big topic of conversation. Because, you know, once all that came about they a lot of laws changed then patriot act mm-hmm. all that stuff right uh, a few of the lesson plans include local heroes uh the international fight against terrorism mm-hmm. uh, american anxiety after 9-11 the evolving threat of terrorism and balancing national security and civil liberties all of this sounds very reasonable to me. Mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised. Right. They cl- they've clearly been so busy with other things, they haven't destroyed this one yet. Um, uh, Kristen Burns, who teaches history at Keith uh, County Day School in Illinois, said she likes to sign up for the museum's oral histories ahead of each anniversary. For example, last year the program featured a fifth grader who had been in school where President Bush was reading when his aide whispered in his ear yeah. that America was under attack. Mm-hmm. Burns says she presents 9-11 a little differently each year with more time dedicated to discussions during milestone anniversary years, but she continues to place an emphasis on first-person accounts, including last year on the 20th anniversary. I had all the teachers say where they were on 9-11 and the kids interviewed people within the community. Mm. That's probably a good a good way to do that mm-hmm. like i'm just i'm just grateful that they're still teaching about it right and not trying to just shove it gloss over it yeah um because we've done that with so much of our history sure um so we'll you know we'll see and the, the bottom line is september 11th at least for a while really changed america mm-hmm. and it changed the attitudes of americans i think for the better our churches filled up. Mm-hmm. People were praying. Right. People were saying hi to someone they wouldn't necessarily say hi to. Sure. It was this. It was a wake up call. Well, that it, we woke up for a little while. It anyway. was a, a patriotic moment where mm-hmm. we rallied together as Americans. We mm-hmm. were proud to be Americans, yeah. and and we were going to look out for our brothers and sisters who right. were Americans, mm-hmm. because that attack wasn't just on New York. Right, it was that that attack was on all of us, mm-hmm. and uh, how foolish that we're so far away from that now. Yeah, because everything's so polarized. Yeah, and you know I, they can say what they want to about Trump and and everything, but if you if you look at just the news, twelve months out from nine eleven, how they went after George Bush for the next oh, seven yeah. six seven years, I mean relentlessly after George Bush, mm-hmm. because that's what they do. It doesn't matter. If you're if you've got an R next to your name and you're the president, you know you could be a moderate to a liberal, and, and it doesn't you know doesn't matter. They and look, he and didn't do everything. Sad. He didn't do everything like I I thought he he should have. Right. I, the, the whole bailouts and all that stuff. Yeah. I remember being very frustrated with him mm-hmm. when all that was going on. Um, and then there are some big Trumpers that don't like the Bushes because the they Bushes. didn't feel like yeah you know, right that, that they threw their support behind him the way they should have. Well, you know the bush uh, you know but he had a very difficult job during a very difficult time oh he did time. and and he did step up to the plate uh, can you imagine i just can't imagine if al gore would have been president during that time or god forbid joe biden <laughs> yeah i mean just my not gosh. not good nobody wants that you know I've, and, and and george bush was definitely the man for the time that he that he served yeah for no, sure no doubt about it it's time for janet's five and dine on the morning jam 
Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They are located on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. They are cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day. They've got their butchers on hand to uh, help you with any needs you may have some terrific sales going on right now and we're going to share some of those with you in just a little bit of course we're getting ready to go into the weekend uh i thought you know on the weekend sometimes we have a little more time Mm -hmm. to make something special for our family i wanted to share a recipe that i made last week that goes beautifully with that million dollar lasagna oh yeah which was earlier that was amazing that i gave you earlier this week uh this is a recipe for a rustic crusty Italian bread hmm. that turned out absolutely fantastic. It's so easy. You can do this. And you've got maybe 50 cents in the product really? by the time you make it. And the way things are now, you might need to know how to make your own bread. Yes. Uh, this one is is a super simple but really delicious recipe. And it's going to go with anything that you uh, whip up. You're going to start with a large mixing bowl. Uh, I have my KitchenAid mixer, thank goodness. Uh, And you're going to add, this is so simple, it's ridiculous. Uh, You're going to add three and a fourth cup of all-purpose flour. Mm -hmm. Uh, I used uh, a bread flour, but you can just use all-purpose flour. A teaspoon of sea salt and uh, two teaspoons of active dry yeast, which is a packet. So you're literally going to put the flour, the salt, and the packet into the bowl. Put your spatula paddle on. And you're going to pour uh, one and a half cups of warm water into that mixture. And you're going to mix it just until everything is incorporated and a soft dough has formed. It is going to stick to the bottom of the bowl. That's okay. It doesn't matter. It's not like a pizza dough that's going to pull away. Okay. Uh, It's going to look kind of sticky. Don't worry about that. You're going to cover the bowl with some plastic wrap uh, loosely and a tea towel. And then you're going to let that sit for a couple of hours. It only took two hours for mine to double in size. And then all you do is you sprinkle some flour on your counter. You dump that bread dough out Mm -hmm. and you fold it around and and form a ball. Don't knead it. Don't handle it any more than you need to. Uh, Use a sharp knife and lightly carve an X in the top of it. Place that bread dough on top of, uh, I put mine on parchment paper. And then you're going to let it rest while your oven is heating up. Preheat your oven to 450 with a pizza stone inside. You're going to want to make sure it gets really, really nice and hot. Okay. And then you're going to fill an oven-proof bowl with a couple inches of water. Put that on the bottom rack. This creates the steam that gets you that beautiful, crispy outside and those beautiful, that beautiful soft dough in the middle. Interesting. Uh, Then you're going to transfer it over to the pizza stone, bake it for 45 minutes, And then when you pull that thing out of the oven, it's going to look like you're at the fanciest (laughs) Italian restaurant you've ever been. I didn't even, Mike usually likes garlic bread. I I couldn't even get it out of the oven. I got it out of the oven, (laughs) sliced it. Wait, wait, wait. They were, well, your whole house smells fantastic. Sure, sure. They're putting butter on that bad boy. Right. Uh, some of the girls made a mixture of balsamic and olive oil with some herbs in it to Ah, dip it in. I love that part. This is so easy to make. You can do this. And uh, if you'd like to give it a try this weekend, I've got the recipe on our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes we share. I'll even show you uh, the results of my bread that I made just this week. It's brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are a cut above. 
Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. I come from a long line of Southern cooks, and one thing my mama always told me was ingredients matter. That's why I trust the experienced butchers at F&L Market, Lynchburg's only locally and family-owned independent grocery store. Their staff cuts and grinds fresh meats daily and will offer you the personal service you desire for everyday meals or special occasions. This week at FNL Market, save on whole ribeyes, seven ninety nine a pound, and slice for free. Family pack ground beef is two ninety eight a pound. Save on family pack chuck steaks, four ninety eight a pound. Phillips pork and beans are five for five dollars, and Smithfield bacon is three ninety eight for a twelve ounce package. Sign up to be a VIP Savings Club member by texting FL Market to eight three three six zero five eighteen zero four. Stop by FNL Market today, twenty five seventeen Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. There your meat is a cut above. Oh, they're spoiled. I have a little nephew, Evan, Yvonne, I don't know what the heck his name is. I got him a Halloween mask. You know the cool mask for the kids today? The rubber ones, you pump the blood, comes out of the pore. I don't like it, uncle. You little brat. Do you know what I had? What you had growing up? See if you relate to this. I'm surprised I'm still alive. I had a plastic suffocation chamber <laughs> with a thin rubber band that ripped your hair out of the roots. <laughs> the isolates were on the forehead. You can't see! <laughs> the only hole in the mask was that little slit in the mouth. <laughs> but you didn't breathe whether you just stuck your tongue out. <laughs> when you got stuck, like a flirty Chewbacca the whole night. <laughs> I actually cut my tongue on one of those Did one you? time I, when I, I was a kid. I understand the whole rubber band in your hair. That was just a pain. I had one that mm. was like uh, like a Cinderella. So you had the creepy little mask, and then it had the fake hair, and then it had the oh, thing on the top. Oh, wow. You... And, and then it was this plastic apron-y kind of thing that you tied on over your clothes. Uh. You guys know what I'm talking about. You remember. Halloween's around the corner, too. I know. It's unbelievable. It almost, almost felt fall-like. Oh, this morning? The, yeah. uh, well, last night. Last I was night, I was okay. out on the really expensive uh, dog Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Buddy's new, built. Buddy's new place, officially. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a plaque, Buddy's place. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what so, it needs to be. So how should I spell Buddy's because it could be Y D D Y apostrophe S. Yes. Okay. Cause, cause I just want to make sure. He's definitely got ownership of okay. it, let me tell you. All right. No doubt about that. <laughs> so there you go. Um so we've been talking about the uh the the lib Oh reactions to Well to the to the busing. Oh busing, okay. Got it, got it, um, got it. Got it. And you remember how how upset Lori Lightfoot was. Yeah, yeah. About the crisis. She said it was unchristian. Of, uh, uh, it was unchristian of Greg, mm-hmm. to Greg Abbott to yeah. do that. I thought uh, it was a Christian. Apparently, the migrants that were bused to the sanctuary city of Chicago have promptly been shipped off to the suburbs. <laughs> Did you know this? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. A group of over 100 migrants from the southern border were moved to an Illinois suburb after being welcomed in Chicago. Okay. An action that reportedly frustrated local officials, you think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got a sanctuary city, but we're not going to keep them here. Right. The migrants are staying wow. at a Hampton Inn. Oh, wow. And a Holiday Inn 
and countryside. Who's paying that bill? An estimated 300 migrants have been bused from Texas to Chicago Mm -hmm. in the past two weeks, which is barely a drop in the bucket of what's pouring over the borders every day. Sure. Uh, While Chicago is a sanctuary city and Cook County is a sanctuary county, the migrants at the Burr Ridge Hampton Inn are in DuPage County. (laughs) That county's uh, sanctuary status is unclear, which means... (laughs) They're not a sanctuary county. If you just want to read between the lines right, there, sure. that's what that means. Um, the Burridge Republican mayor previously said oh he would work to secure the border and defund sanctuary city. So mm-hmm. pretty sure we know where they stand. Now, he says he's frustrated by the sudden influx of migrants. I'm the mayor of the village. I should have been told. Yeah. I'm as frustrated as Mayor Lightfoot was about not being told. Sure. I'm frustrated, but we're dealing with the situation. I'm going to keep my residents and my businesses apprised of the situation. How refreshing, sir. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he's referencing Lightfoot's previous lashing out at Governor Abbott, (laughs) saying his behavior was unacceptable, yet she's turning around and doing exactly the same thing. thing. Sure. Uh, Only to a county that didn't say, you know, send them on. I I just want to know, what are the next 45 days look like for these these immigrants do they get hooked up with social services i'm sure they were handed a cell phone and ice cream and a hug the minute they walked in (laughs) and here's a picture of joe our president right he loves ice cream Mm -hmm. he's the one that invited you in vote d right um the chicago mayor said (laughs) that her frustrations comes from the abhorrent actions of Governor Abbott. Oh, yes. Because there could have been a level of coordination and cooperation, but he chose to do none of those things. Instead, he chose to send human beings across the country to uncertain destinations, just like you did, Lori. I I can't believe she's making that statement. I know. That's exactly what the Biden administration did at night with these flights and buses that go to Florida and all the red states. Isn't your favorite line, though, the line where she says, he's manufacturing manufacturing a human crisis. Oh, I crisis. know. I know. That is ridiculous. He's manufacturing a human crisis? He's one, I mean. No. Mm. No, he's not. They say as many as maybe four million have come across since Biden's been president. That's a closed border. Imagine if it was open, Janet. Well, Abbott immediately, yeah, really. <laughs> Abbott immediately called her out saying you're deflecting the blame to the to to him instead of, you know, where it, where it belongs. Well, he has played this rather well. No, she's playing so. checkers. He's playing chess. Well, um, her uh, her constituents are not pleased with her behavior. That's for sure. Yeah. So interesting. I, you know, I don't know what she aspires to be, but I, 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 if she goes any further than being the mayor of of Chicago, I'm 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 flabbergasted. I mean, there's successful mayors. I can't imagine pseudo successful mayors. You know, that that go on to do, you know, I mean, look at Feinstein as much as I really don't like her. She was the former mayor of San Francisco. And at the time, she looked like she knew what she was doing. And then she showed up at the Senate and Lord knows they they don't you don't even really see her. They sort of push her out like Joe. Vote D. Vote for this. Bring her back in. Bring her back in. Put her on oxygen. I mean, 
It's crazy. This is where we're at. Coming up, we've got uh, Bill Trefero on the way with some of your headlines. We've got CBS News at the top of the hour. Also, in the next hour, the Heritage Foundation has released an Education Freedom Report card. We'll see how Virginia fared. And then we're going to be talking with uh, Councilman Chris Feraldi, who's going to be telling us how the Hill City has fared educationally. Also, what have our taxes looked like Mm -hmm. uh, over the past 10 years? And has that uh, tax increase given us the results that they were hoping for? Okay. CBS News, top of the hour, Bill Trevera from our Roanoke desk. He's going to talk about a shootout in Blacksburg that happened back in February. Is finally going to trial and other stories. That overturning of the truck uh, in Roanoke, Petersburg, and Williamson Road, that was a big mess. Thankfully, nobody was you know, seriously injured on that. Bill will cover that. And then Janet and I will be back.